Three here on Sports Tree LTD. Folks, I'm Connor Roundtree, aka Iron Mike Ditka, and I'm going to be sipping my juice box today on this episode and presenting you with your bump and stump of the week. Our bump of the week has to go to Tyson Fury. This guy has shown the world that even the toughest man can be brought to his knees by mental health, and you can always fight back. A true inspiration for me personally, Connor Roundtree, that is. Now he's taking his 8 million pound purse from the Deontay Wilder fight and donating it to build houses for the homeless in his home country of England. Giving back to the community, breaking stigmas, and simply being a genuine champion. That's what we need more of in this world. Tyson Fury, you get our bump of the week. Our stuff of the week has to go to AJ Green, and here's why. The Cardinals stopped the Packers on fourth and goal in Thursday night football. With time bleeding on the clock, down three points they drive the field every other receiver is running routes and this yahoo goes to block and now the cardinals are no longer unbeaten ball intercepted obviously he didn't do a good job blocking because he should have drove the db out of the back of the end zone not only is it a bad block the db intercepts the ball game over the cardinals are now no longer unbeaten i lost my first thursday pick of the season grizzly lost his pick aj green learn the dang offense you stump Folks, coming in number three this week on Trees 3 is UFC 267 live from Fight Island. The card actually gets underway at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time tomorrow, and I'm going to break down my favorite picks for you for that card. Andre Petrovsky versus Hu Yazong is up first, and Petrovsky is an excellent grappler who has stayed active since winning tough in August. He secured four takedowns in that tough championship fight en route to KO victory. Yazong has yet to win in the UFC and was taken down four times by Cyril Asker before getting finished. I like Petrovsky to put the pace on his opponent and take this fight to the ground and earn the finish. Up next, folks, we're looking at Megamed Mustafayev versus Demir Ismagulov, and I like Demir Ismagulov in this one. He's 23-1 and and was great on the M1 regional scene and is undefeated since joining the UFC. He's got the 3-inch reach advantage. He's got excellent boxing, and I believe he has the grappling advantage from what I've seen on tape. The better fighter all around. Make sure you rock with Demir. This next fight, folks, is one of my picks for knockout of the night. It's Maquana Mirakani versus Lerone Murphy, and I like Murphy. Amir Khani has lost consecutive fights and three out of his last four. Murphy has never lost in the UFC and outstruck his opponents in all three of his UFC appearances, earning a knockout amongst those three fights. I like Murphy to pick apart Amir Khani en route to victory with the knockout finish. Moving up the card, folks, it's Albert Duryev versus Roman Kopilov, and I like Duryev. He's an excellent grappler, and I think that will be the difference in this fight. Ground and pound all the way for a Duryev W. Up next, folks, I like Amanda Ebos versus Verona Jandaroba. I think Ebos picks her apart, and Jandaroba was outstruck by Mackenzie Dern. Uh, that's not a good sign because Ebos danced circles around Mackenzie Dern. I think Ebos wins this fight quite easily. Megamed Ankalaev versus Vulcan Ozdemir. Moving over to the main card now. Ankalaev is a scary dude with KO power. Ozdemir is coming off a year layoff after a vicious knockout loss to Yuri Proshka. I think Ankalaev is the better striker technically in my book. He's got the grappling advantage, so he has more paths to victory. I love Ankalaev in this fight. Moving up the card, it's Alexander Volkov versus Marcin Tybora, and I love Volkov. He's a striking machine. He's one of the greatest boxers in the UFC at utilizing his reach. Tybora is a great grappler, but Volkov has the reach to keep him to the outside. I think he picks apart Tybora on route to victory. Up next, folks, it's the return of Hazmat 
Shabayev versus Li Jinglian, and I like Shabayev in this one. He's had a massive run of success, followed by a massive layoff. Jinglian is one of the most powerful strikers in that weight class and has the ability to sleep Shamayev, but the problem is Shamayev has shown he is excellent grappling. The UFC is pushing Shamayev. Uh, I think he's got a clear path to victory in this one. Give me Hazmat Shamayev. In the co-main events, it's Piotr Jan versus Corey Sandhagen for the interim bantamweight title. And Jan is my pick here. Well, Sandhagen should start fast and has the better footwork. The problem is Jan has such a tight defense. He turtles up and we saw it against Aljamain Sterling. He's so patient, picks his moments, and the tide turns in the fight. I think Jan is simply going to drag Corey Sandhagen to a dark place. And Corey Sandhagen gives up his back quite often when he scrambles. And you can't do that against Piotr Jan. He'll latch on and he will finish you. I think he's got the more well-rounded game plan. And I like Piotr Jan to win this fight. In the main event, folks, it's Jan Blahovic versus Glover Teixeira and the two most respectable fighters in the UFC. Jan Blahovic is the better striker. He's better on the ground. He's younger and he's stronger. I like the Polish power to reign supreme. Glover, he has insane cardio, but he's been KO'd by the best before and Jan Blahovic is the best in the business. I think people need to put a little more respect on Jan Blahovic's name after this fight. Coming in number two this week, folks, on Trees 3 is the World Series. Game three of the World Series goes tonight, and I like Ian Anderson and the Braves to roll. The third overall pick in the 2016 MLB draft, Anderson is heading into his eighth postseason start on Friday night. A remarkable feat, considering he made his Major League debut just 14 months ago. He's forged an incredible 3-0 record and a 1-4-7 ERA through 30 and two-third innings of postseason work. And the Braves have won six out of his seven postseason starts. Yeah, give me the Braves tonight. Coming in at number one this week, folks, on Trees 3. You know the drill. I'm dressed as the coach. It's the NFL season. That means NFL is coming in at number one. The first game that we're going to break down is the Titans visiting the Colts. And the Titans D held Patrick Mahomes to a 62.3 passer rating and picked him off last week. Now, why do I start with that statistic? Well, in week three, the Titans held Carson Wentz to a 66.7 passer rating and granted both games were at home but this defense is stepping up huge for the Titans in big games and we haven't even started talking about Derrick Henry yet. Last week King Henry joined Hall of Famers Jim Brown, Eric Dickerson and Terrell Davis as the only ever running backs to rush for 850 yards and 10 touchdowns in the first seven games of a season. King Henry already ripped off over 100 yards against the Colts earlier this year. I like the King and his Titans to reign supreme. Make sure you take the Titans as the underdog and you can also dabble on the plus two and a half. The Rams lock horns with the Texans this week and this is in line for the spanking of the week. The Texans rank in the bottom five in passing and rushing and overall offensive production and they also rank in the bottom five in defense. The Rams have a top five offense and the third most potent pass attack in the league. Rams roll easy peasy lemon squeezy. The Steelers are visiting the Browns and the Browns have a top seven offense and defense this season. The Steelers have the second fewest rush yards in the season and the Browns rank second in yards per carry surrendering just 3.5. If the Browns neutralize that run game against the Steelers it means their defensive front can pin their ears back and go. They have the second highest QB pressure rating in the NFL this season and Miles Garrett leads the NFL with nine and a half sacks. The dog pound will be fired up for this divisional matchup. Oh yeah, and did I forget to mention that Baker Mayfield is playing come Sunday. Browns win at home. The Dolphins are visiting the Bills. Miami has one of the worst ranked defenses in the NFL. Josh Allen will simply eat them alive at home. To give you an idea, the Bills have scored 40.7 points per game against the Dolphins in three games since 2020. They've outscored Miami 122 to 54 in that span. 
yeah, Bills win. The Bucks are visiting the Saints, and Sean Payton has beat Tom Brady twice in the regular season last year, but that was with Drew Brees under center. The Bucks simply have too many weapons. I like them to get the better of the Saints in a game that will surely have tempers flaring. In emotional games that provide motivation, Tom Brady is simply unbeatable. Give me the Buccaneers on the road. For Sunday Night Football, folks, it's the Dallas Cowboys visiting the Minnesota Vikings, and the Purple People Eaters seem to be making a resurgence. They've sacked opposing quarterbacks on 9.3% of all dropbacks this season, the highest sack rate in the NFL. The Cowboys, however, have scored 35-plus points in four straight games. Dak Prescott simply welcomes pressure, then thrashes defenses with his insanely deep wide receiver pool and his duo of running backs, Elliott and Pollard. I like the boys to take this primetime matchup on the road. Well, in honor of it being Halloween week, Again, folks, we figured that the best way to honor Halloween would be by giving you a Halloween question on Trees 3. So here's your question. Which AFC East franchise is 6-0 on Halloween games entering 2021? Head on over to SportsTreeLTD.com right now. Hit sign up or subscribe. And remember that upgrading your subscription is upgrading your chances to win up to $15,000 a year in tickets to see your favorite teams play live. Folks, I'm Connor Roundtree, and cheers. You've made it to the weekend. Three, two, one. Yeah.